0: Well, it's been an honor to have Pastor Scott Toole with us uh, the last couple services and uh, looking forward to hearing the message tonight and uh, appreciate your friendship, Brother Scott, and uh, always enjoy spending time together and uh, anytime our paths cross, it's always a great time and uh, appreciate Miss Charlene coming and uh, being a blessing to my wife uh, the last couple days. So you come and uh, let's welcome him back to the pulpit here at Crossroads this evening. Our Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter number 5. And I've been um, uh, kidding a little bit about you guys need to think about going to two services because I think you are uh, going to two services. Um, and I think it's the right move, I think it's a great move, especially uh, the crowd that we saw Sunday morning, the crowd that we saw. Uh, people aren't going to come if they don't have a parking spot. And I don't know what parking's like. I wasn't out there when when they were jockeying because I had to ram someone to get in, get my spot. But anyway, if they don't have a parking spot uh, and it's just tight, it's tight. Uh, and so uh, taking this step, it's a big step. Um, and just keep in mind, um, uh, it's going to be a blessing down the road, but at first it may feel a little different. At first it may be um, just a little... Uh, Well, you know, it's not everyone jammed in uh, like it was at one time, Uh, but praise the Lord, God will use that to continue to bless, continue to add, Uh, and eventually, instead of having one service like there was uh, 10.30 this last Sunday, uh, you'll end up having two services like uh, 10.30 this last Sunday, and praise the Lord. um, I'll be praying for you guys as you take that step uh, and just stay with it, Uh, be supportive, Uh, It will be a blessing uh, in the long run. And so uh, we've been talking about our last week um, on our last sermon on uh, the three generations. Uh, And for Moses, it was Moses' parents, it was Moses, and then uh, Moses' people. And a lot of times we spend time praying uh, for our country, our nation, a Christian nation. Uh, But for us to have a Christian nation... Uh, we need to have Christian families. Uh, we need to have Christian families. Uh, and there's families that uh, uh, look uh, structured differently than others depending on where they're at uh, when they were saved. And first 18 years of my life, I had no interest in the Lord. Uh, I was unsaved. I had never heard the gospel. And so uh, lost years in that time. But uh, when we say from here on out, boy, uh, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, uh, and so... Uh, A Christian nation is only by way of uh, Christian families, but Christian families uh, are only by way of uh, uh, dad and mom, uh, husband and wife. Uh, And it gets all the way back uh, to where I live. And we need to, uh, was it Finney that said, he was asked, um, uh, maybe it was Wesley, uh, about revival. How do you pray for revival? And he said, uh, the way you should pray for revival is draw a circle, Uh, And then stand in the middle of that circle uh, and pray God would give revival to the person that's inside of that circle because it always starts with us. It always starts with us. Uh, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. Uh, I did have a uh, question uh, asked last night, and it was a great question uh, on uh, good people, good parents that. Uh, have done everything they possibly could uh, to turn out uh, kids right for the Lord, but their kids uh, just don't seem to be on the right path, just don't seem to be on the right path. Uh, and that's not a great question uh, because that's not without precedent. Uh, um, I, I think about, Uh, Samuel and kings, you're going to see almost every other one. Uh, A good king, and then followed by his son, a bad king. And then uh, God's grace lifts that one up, and then a good king, and then uh, followed by uh, a bad king. We do all we can do, and that's all we can do, because they do have to choose for themselves. I I think also about uh, our perfect Heavenly Father, our perfect uh, heavenly father who does everything right uh, and all of his children uh, aren't on the right path uh, and so the encouragement I want to give if, if that's you is uh, one uh, well they haven't turned out right they haven't turned out right uh, they, they haven't uh, gotten done turning out yet they're still turning out uh, there's still a chance where uh, train up a child in the way he should go when he's old when he's old Uh, There's some gaps in uh, maybe a teenage year or uh, uh, 20-something years, but uh, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it, Uh, and I promise you those lessons that they were taught, those lessons that they saw in mom and dad uh, are still resonating, they're still resonating, they're still resonating. That's why... Uh, It was commitment and compromise, compromise because they heard the message. They saw the example, uh, and eventually they're going to decide for themselves. uh, And let me say this, uh, if they're saved, if they've been saved, uh, eventually they will turn out right. They will turn out right. They will serve the Lord uh, for all of eternity. And so uh, good parents, good people that have done all they could, uh, but their kids are still wayward. Um, continue to pray, uh, continue to love on them and be an encouragement to them. Uh, and, and, and I, 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 I want to, in my mind, I, I touched on it a couple times, and of course, in my mind, I don't always communicate the way I should. But, but uh, uh, that phrase, we don't predestine our kids to turn out right. Uh, we can predispose them to turn out right. We don't predestine them to turn out right. Uh, the way we live doesn't guarantee that they will turn out right because they have to choose for themselves. And uh, mom and dad do all you can. That's all you can do. But, but when they are straying, continue to be in prayer for them and that God would pour in his grace and that when they are old, sooner or later, uh, that they will come back. They will make that decision uh, for Christ uh, themselves. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5. I want to spend just a few brief moments tonight talking about marriage. Look at verse number 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And here it is. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, uh, of his flesh, uh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife. uh, And the two shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church, the parallels there, the parallels there, Uh, nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, Uh, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Uh, And uh, going back to, uh, we can't have a Christian nation uh, without having uh, Christian homes, and we can't have Christian homes uh, without living Christian lives and uh, marriages uh, ourselves. I uh, referenced it yesterday. First John says uh, that uh, we can't have a proper love for God if we don't have a proper love for each other. Uh, in 1 Peter, disharmony uh, in the marriage, uh, husband and wife, hinders our prayers, hinders our prayers. Uh, and then in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, Uh, ...disharmony with your spouse does affect uh, how your kids will turn out. And again, even there, uh, it doesn't predestine... ...my uh, uh, mom and dad divorced when I was in ninth grade. That doesn't predestine us. Hey, break the cycle. You can break the cycle. Uh, We have to choose for ourselves. But again, uh, we can predispose them. And so um, uh, our marriages, our homes... ...I want to give you uh, about uh, five or six points out of this passage... Uh, that are basic Bible principles uh, that encourage this, that harmony in the home, that uh, one flesh, that uh, verse number 31 talks about. Uh, and that's the goal. Uh, the goal is to be in union. The goal is to be in harmony. Uh, the goal is to be in uh, one flesh. But before I give you uh, uh, the Bible principles that enable it, I want to start out with quickly uh, the basic problems that hinder it, the basic problems uh, that hinder it four things. Write it down. Number one, uh, in marriage, the, the basic problems that hinder that one flesh, number one, is underestimated differences, underestimated uh, differences. Uh, we think we're so much alike, and then we get married. And, and then uh, we realize we're not nearly as alike as we thought we were. Uh, usually uh, opposites attract, that's before marriage, Uh, after marriage opposites attack. But anyway, uh, those things that you found, those differences that you found fascinating before marriage uh, can be frustrating uh, after marriage. And if you're a night owl, uh, I promise you, you probably uh, married someone that rises before the break of dawn. Uh, if you're a tightwad with finances, I promise you probably married someone that's a free spender uh, that thinks money grows on trees. Uh, if you're impulsive, uh, you probably married someone that's cautious and reserved. Uh, if you love to talk, you probably uh, married someone that doesn't care if he ever talks. And uh, just the opposites, just the opposites. And uh, as the pastor from California at that one couple's retreat said, uh, and, I, and, and if one of you loves Hallmark, I promise you the other one, quite the opposite, loves good acting. And so uh, the differences, the difference is there. Um, I'd like to claim that as my own, I can't claim that as my own, but, uh, and so, uh, the basic problems that hinder that union, that one flesh is uh, underestimated differences, number two, write it down, Uh, unresolved issues, unresolved issues, Uh, we don't come into marriage uh, as a blank slate, we come into marriage with histories, and uh, hang-ups, and uh, uh, hurts, and habits, and uh, experiences, and a lot of them from the home that we grew up in. Uh, and one of the things I did when uh, we started dating is I knew that I didn't have a great example. They did divorce. Uh, there was a lot of arguing uh, in the home. And so uh, I read all of the passages that I could in the Bible. If there was a Bible passage, all of the passages I could. Uh, and then I read all of the marriage books I could uh, because I wanted to to break that cycle and reset and uh, make sure that our uh, marriage lasted until death uh, do us part. And so those unresolved issues, number three, uh, unrealistic expectations. We're talking about uh, basic problems that hinder that, that union, that, that one flesh, that, that, that harmony, uh, unrealistic expectations. Now, uh, I, I'm pretty sure the ones in here realize uh, that the dating process uh, doesn't look anything like Uh, marriage. Doesn't look anything like, Uh, I mean, you're on your best behavior. Uh, You spend your last dollar. Uh, You take all of the time you can. Uh, And I'm for that. And we keep them the way we got them. But uh, understand, I've been in in marriages where uh, it's a Disney-like proportion, the tens of thousands of dollars spent and uh, that that bride is cocooned for about 12 hours, getting just perfectly. And uh, everyone in there knows she'll never look that good. Anyway, uh, and, and those unrealistic expectations and that that he-man, that hunk of a guy, uh, now uh, is at home at night, lazy boy, barely getting his t-shirt all the way. Anyway, uh, you know what I'm talking about there. And so uh, those unrealistic expectations. Uh, the Hallmark Channel, they get to have take after take after take. No, say it this way. Try it again. Say it this way. You are the best. And you sweep me off my feet. However it is. And, and take after take after take. Uh, and we're just kind of rumbling and stumbling and bumbling. But but, but there are problems, basic problems that hinder uh, that unity. Underestimated differences. Uh, unresolved issues. Uh, unrealistic expectations. But then number four... Unforgiven mistakes. Unforgiven uh, mistakes. The guy that came in for marriage counsel and he said, uh, "Anytime there's a squabble in our home, my wife, she becomes historical." And the pastor said, uh, "You mean hysterical? No, historical." She says, uh, "Remember what you did just seven years ago. Remember what you did just fourteen years ago. I can barely remember what I did seven hours ago." And and that that unforgiven. Uh, those wedge issues, those things that uh, marriage consists of two very flawed uh, individuals, two very imperfect uh, people, and two imperfect people on their own cannot have a perfect union. Uh, we're all incompatible. Uh, and so uh, Ephesians 5 gives us a, a, a pathway at least and with God's grace, God's grace the same way that our kids are turned out. Uh, by God's grace, it's always God. It's always God's grace. Uh, uh, it gives us a few points on things to, to fine tune in order for us to have uh, uh, a, a, a one flesh, a, a union, and a, a harmony. And so... I want to give you about five A's, put down number one, if you will, uh, amnesty. The first one is amnesty, uh, and, I, and I use that word because all of them start with A, uh, but I, I, I could use the phrase peace treaty. I, I mean, there needs to be a time, uh, uh, those unresolved issues, those unforgiven mistakes, uh, you know what you did. Uh, rather than using those for ammunition, lobbing that grenade uh, over to the other side, boom. And then that other one, uh, lobbing that grenade to the other, and boom. And, uh, and, and we need to call a peace treaty, a peace treaty, and sit down uh, and decide, uh, okay, there's some things that I did, there's some things that you did. Uh, let's sit down and let's make sure that, that our marriage is everything that it can be by God's grace uh, and with God's uh, help. Uh, verse number 25, look at it. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also uh, loved the church. Husbands, love your wives uh, even as Christ also uh, loved the church. The Bible says uh, before salvation, we were at enmity with God. Uh, God committed his love toward us while we were yet sinners, and that while we were yet sinners, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so that peace treaty, that peace treaty, uh, he made peace on the cross, dying for our sins. Uh, we love him because he first loved us. Uh, but there had to be a time where where there was peace. There was peace that was made, uh, that amnesty. Our, our home shouldn't be war zones. Uh, even if it's a Cold War, uh, we need to have a peace conference waving the white flag uh, and make sure that that we spend the time we need to 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 work through the issues that we have, uh, 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 sweeping issues uh, under the rug end up becoming a tripping hazard. Does anyone notice that? Uh, If we don't deal with them, if we don't deal with them, if we just kind of ignore them, uh, we need to have those times where we sit down uh, and talk. And a few things about that, we need to choose the right time uh, when we have that peace treaty. Uh, We need to have it in the right place space, the right uh, place, not in front of anyone, just you and your wife, uh, the right time, you're both in a good headspace. And then coming in with the right attitude. I need to admit uh, my faults and mistakes that I've made uh, without pointing out uh, their faults and their mistakes that they made. Uh, And when both come in with that uh, humble spirit Uh, that's when reconciliation, confessing my part, uh, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Uh, We need to cut out abusive and extreme language. You always do this. Uh, You're never like that. Uh, uh, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace, pour in grace, pour in healing, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Uh, And then also consider your spouse's perspective. Uh, when you do this, it makes me feel like this. Uh, and, and then uh, rather than what we normally do, okay, I'm ready for my response. I'm ready. Uh, I'm thinking about not even hearing what she's saying because I'm thinking about, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then uh, we need to make sure that, okay, uh, now, now you're saying when I do this, you mean when I do, do it like this? or Give me an example of that, and, and how does it make you feel? And so you're saying that uh, consider your wife's perspective, uh, and, and versa visa, uh, the wife considering uh, the husband's perspective. Uh, and so point number one on how to be biblical principles enabling that, that one flesh that says in verse number uh, 31, first is amnesty. Say it with me. First is Uh, amnesty put down number two Uh, acceptance Uh, acceptance amnesty uh, and now uh, acceptance Uh, verse number 25 again husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church uh, and gave himself for it Uh, you know he died on the cross for my sins when I was uh, a rebel uh, when I was uh, ignoring him when I had Uh, No interest in him. He uh, extended his grace to me when uh, I didn't resemble him at all. Boy, that's when he died for me. He accepted me as I uh, was. Uh, And by the way, um, if you go into marriage wanting to change the person, um, (laughs) uh, I'm telling you what, uh, now I can't possibly change. Because you a challenge accepted. I'm not changing. That's what, uh, usually the hardest way to change a person is when you're trying to change a person and so uh, amnesty number one uh, and then uh, acceptance uh, number two accept them uh, as they are my uh, wife's uh, dad pastored churches she could have uh, beat me to death early on uh, when I was 30 years old pastoring a church well my dad well dad well dad well dad um, I could do the same thing uh, my well my mom cooks this way my mom uh, does this and Um, uh, No, it's acceptance. Acceptance. Accept accept them uh, like uh, they are. Stop comparing uh, and begin accepting. Uh, You know, that's why uh, uh, most, many, uh, most affairs happen usually in the workplace uh, because you see your spouse uh, when they're at their worst. Uh, They've had a long day. They've worked all day long. They come home tired. I mean, they're disheveled, they're, they're, I mean, just at their worst. And then uh, in the morning when they wake up, hair a mess, and uh, they're at their worst. And then uh, you clean up, you freshen up, you go to work, and you see that secretary or you see that boss at their best. Uh, at their best. Hey, your spouse is at their best also uh, when they're at work, uh, and we need to accept them warts and all. We need to accept them as they uh, are. Is anyone following this at all? Number one, amnesty. Amnesty, peace treaty. Wave the white flag. Uh, number two, acceptance. Uh, Colossians 3:19. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter uh, against them. Stop holding grudges. Stop comparing. Stop being critical. Uh, stop talking negatively about them in front of anyone. Uh, stop belittling your spouse in front of your kids. Uh, accept them, start accepting them, being heirs together uh, of the grace of life, 1 Peter 3, 7. And so number one, uh, amnesty, peace treaty. Uh, number two, acceptance, acceptance as they are. Uh, number three, attention. Uh, give them attention, show them attention. Uh, we're stolen our text, look at verse number 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it. Uh, Just think a little bit about, uh, let's take one day. Uh, How much time and attention you pay to yourself in the morning. Uh, I don't know how long it takes you to get ready for the day, but uh, showering and uh, cleaning up and um, uh, prepping for the day before you even go out the door and then. Uh, when you go out the door, you'll turn on the radio station that you like and uh, uh, hopefully a Christian gospel station. And then uh, on your way to work, you'll stop and get yourself a cup of coffee. You're going to get that coffee exactly like you want it. Uh, and I mean during the day when uh, you have a break. Uh, you're, you're cherishing. You're taking care of yourself. Uh, you just take the number of hours we spend uh, watching what we want to watch and doing what we want to do and uh, taking the time to take care of ourselves. Uh, if we would even take a fraction of that time uh, and direct it towards our spouse, uh, we need to give them attention, keep uh, them the same way we got them. Uh, Likewise ye husbands, dwell with them, paying attention to them uh, according to knowledge. And so amnesty, uh, that white flag, that peace treaty, and then uh, acceptance, acceptance. You're not going to change them until you accept them. Uh, You're not going to change them until you accept them. Uh, That's why the goodness of God leadeth us to repentance. Uh, We don't repent, and then he shows goodness. It's his goodness that motivates our change. Um, It's the love of Christ that constrains us. It's not that, that, okay, I'm going to govern my life, and now God loves me. No, he loves me, and that's what motivates me, that acceptance. Uh, And then the attention. uh, And then number four, write it down, uh, just in Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, amnesty, acceptance, attention, adjustment. Uh, there needs to be a mutual uh, adjustment. By the way, you can apply this to, to friendships, work relationships. You can apply this, most of this, uh, a lot of different ways in your relationships. Uh, but if you expect everyone to adjust to you, um, uh, you're going to have shallow relationships. Look at the adjustment. Uh, verse number 21. Submitting yourselves one ...to another uh, in the fear of God. Submitting yourselves one to another uh, in the fear of God. Uh, Mutual adjustment. Mutual adjustment. Again, verse 31. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother... ...shall be joined unto his wife... ...and the two shall become one flesh. One flesh. Let me give you number five. Uh, Where is it? Number four. I think we have six. Uh, Amnesty and then acceptance and then attention and then adjustment, and then number five, uh, appreciation, appreciation. Uh, Look at verse number 33, verse number 33. And all we're doing is, um, uh, my marriage isn't motivated primarily because of my love for my wife. I love my wife. Uh, My marriage is motivated primarily because of my love for the Lord. In my love for the Lord, I want to be, because of my love for the Lord, I want to be the kind of Christian husband that he wants me to be. Uh, and that's what's going to give us the kind of marriage that he wants us to have. And for the most part, and I again, I understand that uh, they have to choose. Uh, but it does predispose, it does give them the best pathway uh, to have a solid Christian family. And that's the only hope we have uh, for a Christian uh, nation when it starts right here. Uh, and so number five, appreciation. Appreciation. Look at verse 33. Uh, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. Uh, and the wife see that she reverence. Reverence her husband. And I can show you other places where uh, it's husband's reverence or uh, value them. Uh, and it's basically treat them the way you value them. Treat them the way you them. Uh, the way you value them. It's an illustration if you've been here long that you've heard me give before. Uh, you're walking into a, an empty room and, and, and the instruments have just got done playing and there was a, uh, one instrument sitting on a chair uh, and it's a, a shorter little guitar uh, but they have it under their chin. There's a, a bow that goes along with that. It's a fiddle. That's what it is. It's a fiddle. fiddle. And so it needs to be moved. And so you just pick it up by the throat of that fiddle. You don't uh, take much care with it. And you just kind of toss it off to the side. Because it's a cheaper fiddle, that's how you treat it. The way you see it, that's how you'll treat it. Uh, But then if someone says, now wait a second, before you grab that by the throat and just kind of swing it around, that's not a fiddle, but that's a handcrafted violin, not worth 20 uh, more uh, 200 more uh, $800, uh, all of a sudden you're, you're not banging it and ch- clanging it. You're uh, showing a little more, more care for it. Uh, and then not only is it a, a handcrafted violin, look inside of the, 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 the throat of it. Uh, you'll see that stamp, Antonio Stradivari. Uh, one of those has sold for $5.2 million. Uh, I promise you the way you value it, The way you see it will have everything to do with how you treat it. Uh, It's going to have everything to do with how you treat it. And every once in a while, I need to stop and remember that long before Charlene was my bride, she was a part of the bride of Christ. Uh, Long before uh, uh, she ever became my wife, she was a child of God. Uh, And God has stamped her uh, as highly favored. Uh, Mary, uh, that word, highly favored among women. Uh, That word only used two times. The other time is in Ephesians where it says, uh, God has made us accepted, same word, highly favored, in the beloved. If you're in Christ, God says you're highly favored, one of his favorites. Well, I need to be careful how I speak to one of God's favorites. <laughs> I, I need to make sure that, that I'm not uh, hard or curt or short, uh, that, that I'm showing the kind of care because uh, she's a child of God. Uh, uh, she is uh, valued and highly favored uh, by God. Uh, and I re- need to remember that, that God gave me my spouse. God gave me my spouse. Will you say that with me? God gave me my spouse. Will you say that with me? Uh, God gave me everyone. Uh, God, even the single people. Anyway, uh, God gave me my spouse. I also have to remember that my spouse is good for me, okay? Uh, Will you say that with me? Uh, My spouse is good for me. Now stop clenching your teeth and say it, okay? Ready? Uh, My spouse is good for me. Uh, Every good gift. Uh, And every perfect gift cometh from above. Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good gift, findeth a good thing. Uh, And so not only did God give me my spouse, my spouse is good for me. Uh, And so uh, amnesty, and then acceptance, and then attention, uh, and then adjustment, uh, and then appreciation. Uh, And the last one I'll give you, and we'll stop here, uh, is affection, is affection. It's it's almost, we need to get rid of the negatives. Uh, We need to make a commitment for the positives. Uh, We need to work on uh, valuing each other. Uh, And then and only then will we be able to show or express uh, the kind of true affection uh, that God has placed in our hearts for them. It's in verse number 33. Nevertheless, let every one of you, in particular, I like that, in particular, so love his wife, even as himself, love his wife. uh, And the wife see that she reverence her husband, that love, uh, that love, uh, that uh, affection. And so, uh, I I think Christ said in John 13, by this shall all men know uh, that you are my disciples Uh, If you live up to these certain rules, is that what it says? Uh, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you do this, you don't do this. You live like this, you stop doing that. No, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If ye have love, if ye have love, uh, if ye have love one for another, where that unconditional love that God has for us uh, we need to have that unconditional love for our spouse. Uh, that eternal, permanent uh, love that, that, we, that God has for us. Uh, we need to have that, that eternal, that permanent love for our spouse uh, and that, that individual. God knows my name, but God knows my name. Uh, God knows the number of hairs that I have on my head. God knows the number of hairs that you have on your head, and God knows the original hair color also. But anyway, uh, knows the number, uh, for some of us, that's not much, the number of hairs we have on our, hey, God knows that because he loves me unconditionally. He loves me permanently. He loves me individually. Um, I don't know that it's a question of, uh, we get to know, we, we need to get to know what, Uh, our wife likes and what our wife dislikes. Because I think for the most part, all of us know what our wife likes and what she dislikes. Uh, We just need to give more consideration and uh, uh, fan the flames of what she likes uh, and try to avoid what she dislikes. Hey, we know where the buttons are to push. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Uh, Well, they just push my buttons. They They just push my buttons. Hey, we need to be careful not to push their buttons. Uh, Because we're to love our wife. We're to have the kind of relationship uh, where it's one flesh. Uh, I speak a great mystery. Because I'm not just talking about the marital relationship. It says in Ephesians chapter 5 and it's almost in the middle, uh, the mid-sentence, verse 32. This is a great mystery but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And when people uh, look at Char and I, um, it's not always the case. Um, uh, and, and I want it to be uh, more often than it ever has been. Uh, when people see Char and I and how we interact and uh, how we forgive and how we love and the consideration and the attention and the love, the affection that we show, but when they see us, boy, I hope that, that some would say that must be how Christ loves the church. Uh, That must be how Christ loves the church because one of the greatest object illustration that God put on the planet that reflects attention to him. Uh, By the way, I think one of the reasons why that's the case is because you can't have that kind of relationship without the Lord Jesus Christ being at the center of it. Uh, You can't have that kind of marriage that forgives, uh, that kind of marriage that loves, Uh, that kind of marriage that accepts, Uh, that kind of marriage that adjusts, that adjusts. By trying to get someone else to adjust, it's hard to get me to adjust, Uh, that adjusts. Uh, We can't have that kind of a marriage unless the Lord Jesus Christ is the centerpiece. The centerpiece, uh, a a threefold cord is not easily broken. Uh, uh, My wife, me, and the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, as we serve him, we worship him, uh, we walk with him. Uh, we glorify him the best we can uh, every single uh, step of the way. So uh, I hope the takeaway this week uh, is with the generational. We started out pretty hard with the negative, the generational, uh, and then we went to the positive. Still pretty hard. Uh, but but I, I hope our, our takeaway is um, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord standing in the need of prayer. And I, if I can be the kind of Christian that God wants me to be, boy, that's when I have hope that I can be the kind of husband and we can have the kind of marriage. Uh, and that's when we have uh, more hope that we can have the kind of family. Uh, and in turn, uh, our faith, uh, our, our example, will uh, impact, will impact, will impact, will impact. And let me commend Crossroads Baptist Church Uh, There's so many new families that are here that have been saved. Um, Three baptized this morning. I saw one baptized last week. Uh, I I don't know if you guys do that every week, but that's not normal. That's just praise the Lord for that. Families joining the church, people visiting the church. Um, Can I commend Crossroads Baptist Church because there's something about it special uh, where when people see your testimony, when people see uh, your heart, when people see uh, your spirit, boy, they're seeing a reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and praise the Lord that he continues to bless and to add to Crossroads Baptist Church. Uh, thank you for having me again. Uh, I'm always blessed more, I have no doubt, uh, uh, than, than I bless you. But, but thank you for allowing us to come down uh, I do think that Char is my job security. I, I believe that she's my uh, job security. Uh, not just here at this meeting, but even at the church, uh, they won't get rid of me because they'll lose Char. But um, um, uh, you're a blessing to us, and uh, I do pray for you. Uh, and uh, it's great to come in once a year. Uh, once a year, uh, just like when you see your children grow every day, you don't always see the progress and uh, and 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 that next mark that next mark of of growth that next mark um um, but coming in once a year um I, i just want to step back and hear me clearly this is the lord's doing it's marvelous in our eyes to god be the glory great things he hath done boy praise the lord if i was within driving distance and three hours is not. But anyway, uh, if I was within driving distance, and, and I think they make me, require me to be a member of Rosedale. Uh, if I was within driving distance, I would be an active, involved, invested member of Crossroads Baptist Church. And so uh, these all three of these messages kind of connect. But I think tonight, um, I, 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 I think it would be good for all of us just to be a little reflective um, have I been as consistent in my Bible reading as I should be? Uh, my prayer time, uh, my obedience to the Lord, my tithes and offerings, my uh, serving the Lord, my, uh, my heart confessing my sins. Uh, have I been walking as close as I should be? I think we need to uh, end uh, with that individual, that personal, draw that circle, step into that circle and say, God, please. Do a work of grace inside that circle. Lord, thank you. Thank you for being a perfect heavenly father. Lord, we love you. We are so grateful. We're so grateful. You daily load us with benefits. Daily. Daily. We should daily lift to you our praise. Every morning, your Mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Uh, Lord, thank you for including us in the work that you're doing. Uh, and Lord, help uh, the last three messages just be a reminder uh, to maybe hit reset, to maybe uh, just reevaluate and, uh, and, and uh, make sure we re-up, we re we make that choice once again. As for me and my house as for me and my house we will serve the lord uh, lord bless the members and the families and the people that are leaning in watching on live stream uh, and the people that that came out and were a part of the service lord pour in your grace and your mercy and your blessing lord we love you in jesus name we pray great truths tonight from god's word let's take a moment and just reflect on that if you want to come and pray or maybe pray right there in your seat with uh, the person sitting next to you maybe your spouse and, uh, let's just take a few moments and we'll sing in just a minute uh, but let's do business with god first and talk to him about what we've heard tonight and uh, if you want to come and pray or pray right there in your seat uh, let's do what god wants us to do first tonight